Hello, it's Natalia Lloyd and welcome to my podcast, Beehive Household. As part of my interior design business, my first chat with my clients is a deep dive into their lifestyle and daily routines to be able to understand how they use their homes. And this is where the idea for this podcast came from. So subscribe and listen to find out about the daily routines of my extraordinary guests, their mindset, their choice of interiors, but most importantly, how their life at home sustains their success and much, much more. On this episode, I chat to Ryan Bubble, a professional Dutch footballer who is best known here in the UK as a former Liverpool player. Ryan is part of the Netherlands national team and currently plays for Turkish Super League club Galatasaray. So we are recording this interview over Zoom between London and Istanbul. Ryan Bubble began his career at Ajax in 1998 at the age of 12, working his way up through the youth team and into the senior squad and signed his first professional contract when he was 17 years old. He played three seasons for the first team before he was transferred to Liverpool in mid-2007. Many Liverpool supporters have a soft spot for Bubble and loved his fast and skillful style of play. Ryan Bubble has been part of the Netherlands national team since 2005 and also represented his country at all youth team levels. He played in two World Cups 2006 and 2010, reaching the final of the latter competition. When it comes to his personal life, Ryan is very private, so I'm hoping to find out more about who he shares his life with what routines contribute to his success formula, what his home mindset is like, and what is next for him once his football career comes to an end in about three, four years' time. So, Ryan Babel, welcome to the Beehive Household podcast. And I'm going to start with my first question, which is, I mean, you, you are known as one of the top Dutch players of your generation. And with your long career as a professional football player at the highest level. I'm very excited to hear how your wealth translates into your lifestyle, your houses, private jets, yachts, you name it, perhaps all of those. So please inspire us. Tell us what your day-to-day life is like. Um, I would say, of course, now in the pandemic, um, the day-to-day life is pretty straightforward and boring. Um, <laughs> I'm only uh, going outside uh, for training. Um, after training, I'm home. Uh, when I'm home, I'm mostly behind my laptop, um, um, trying to educate myself, um, trying to understand what's going on in the world, um, trying to, yeah, be one of the early adapters to all the changes um, that you have uh, in the world. Um, Right now, uh, yeah, with blockchain and Bitcoin and, and the NFTs, all those type of, um, yeah, new yes. terminology. Um, I try to, you know, educate myself on, in that space as well. And um, yeah, you know, it's, um, it's interesting. I, I feel like um, we are definitely not going back to how it was. Uh, so, you know, we have to accept that and we have to try and see how to adapt uh, moving forward. Absolutely. But if we take pre-pandemic, um, what, what is your lifestyle like? What is the, is it as lavish as we all think it is? 
No, uh, personally for me, no, not really. Um, I mean, um, it was similar. Um, however, sometimes uh, I used to go maybe um, have lunch outside with friends, um, you know, have a coffee. Um, last uh, past few years, um, I've been doing a lot of, um, you know, self-growth with, with people who have had a lot of experience in the business space and, and you know, me trying to prepare for my life after football. Um, so I'm trying to really attract those people who can help me uh, pushing forward and, and, and develop uh, uh, and, and grow more what life is about. Um, you know, um, I think I'll have maybe two, three more years, uh, maybe four if I'm lucky uh, on my career. Um, and then, yeah, you know, you have a whole whole life in front of you and yeah what are you going to do right and um, uh, the thing with uh, athletes um, in general they they don't really have a plan and um, so they start getting yeah you know they, they start getting a little bit uh, in depression and they have no plan and, and, and some of them um, you know keep their spending habits what they what they had during their careers and then uh, yeah, if you look at the, the statistics, um, you know, big percentage of football players go bankrupt within five years after they retire, you know, and you, you also talk about players who have, you know, were able to earn enormous salaries during their careers, you know, it's like in, in, incredibly surprising for me um, how that happens, you know, and I want to make sure that I don't, I'm not going to fall into, you know, those uh, categories and, and at the same time, I want to try and inspire also my, my fellow colleagues. Absolutely. So how do you go about it? Is it mentors or coaches that you hire, get to know? Where, where's this um, realization come from and how do you make it a reality for yourself? That there, there should um, be a life after for football career and you have yeah. to make yourself successful. Um, well, to be honest, most of the things I'm really, it's all kind of self-taught. I, I really, I've never hired somebody to teach me something. Um, it was always my own curiosity that brought me to do my own research, um, trying to follow the right people online, trying to look at people who did it before me. Um, so, yeah, you know, um, I, I mean... I think from age 24 already, I was very serious to really think about, hey, you know, I'm 24 now, um, you know, in the next 10 years, my career can be over. What am I going to do? You know, and um, actually, I made it very simple. I, I, I took a piece of paper and I wrote down all, all my interest and I tried to narrow it down. And, and, and then now, you know, um, one, one step at a time, you're trying to, you know, uh, go for one of your other passions uh, besides football and try to, you know, see if, if, um, if you can make a business out of it or, or you know, a life after uh, football out of it. So tell us your top three interests from that list. Um, well, besides football, I think music is um, one of my other passions. And um, in the early days, um, I started making music. Um, mm, that's right. Yeah, and uh, but then um, you know, obviously, when I was football player, um, it had effect um, on people judging me for that. Um, they were thinking I was not hundred percent focused as a, as a football player, so I stopped doing that, and 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 I had to find ways how to stay involved without being on the forefront. Um, so that's where kind of like the business side from things uh, came to to light, and 
um, yeah, I remember living in the UK. I, I opened a company there uh, in early days with people that I met. Um, and, you know, they helped me teaching how, you know, the music business worked. Um, and yeah, you know, since then, um, I've been learning a lot. I've been meeting a lot of people. Um, also, a lot of people, unfortunately, who were in it for the wrong, um, you know, intention. But, you know, for me, that was uh, definitely big lessons um, that I took out of it. Um, who are you talking yeah, about? Now, sorry? Who are you talking about? No, I'm talking about, um, you know, like music managers or, or people in the music industry who say they can help you. Just trying to make money. Uh, yeah, but then, you know, they, 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 they basically, you know, tell me, well, you know, if, if I need to help you, you need to pay me this. But then at the end of the day, they didn't deliver up or they didn't wear right. those people who I thought they were, right? Who had those resources to actually help me grow. So, yeah, you know, a lot of lessons uh, learned uh, there. And um, I feel like today um, I do know the right people who, who can make it happen. So now slowly... Uh, step by step I want to make sure and see if I can you know make uh, steps in the music industry so what is your biggest ambition there in your um, musical I think, I think my biggest ambition there is to try and and um, see if I can um, yeah you know touch levels as um, let's say uh, the next P Diddy but then in terms of him being involved with um, successes that he touches for artist career, right? So um, I remember him setting up his, his, his Bad Boy Records label and he had the eye and ear to, to sign good talent, uh, develop their career and, and, and make stars. So that's one of definitely my ambitions to be part of talent who can eventually, you know, prosper and, and, and make careers and, and um, yeah me then at the end being part of that uh, I think that's definitely something to be proud of. I love it looking forward to it um, yeah. I you know personally think that um, dream dream big and you've certainly achieved your sure. big dreams in, in the biggest way so I can absolutely yeah. see you in, in the big arena um, wrapping away. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So if we um, go back to your home, where, where is your home? Where do you, where, where is your main house? Where, where do you live? Um, obviously now you're based in Istanbul, but um, where, where do you call home? Um, I mean, I'm uh, born and raised in Amsterdam. Yeah. Uh, my parents are there. Uh, most of my family is there. Um, but um I don't own my. I don't own a house for myself in in, in Amsterdam. So. Um, oh, no, not in Amsterdam. Where? Where then? No, I don't. I don't own any house. I, um, you know, it's. Um, I saw. I recognized from an early stage as a football player, that, um, yeah, you know, you you're you're traveling a lot, you know, and and two seasons you can be somewhere and then after that you maybe are going to transfer to another country you're going to be there three years and then maybe you're going to do you're going to travel to another country play for a different team so i think um owning a house didn't really make sense to me during mm -hmm. my career um i think um you know that money could uh, be much better spent um and invested uh, during my career and then you know, once I retire, I will see where I want to set base and then I can always buy a house. Amazing. So, so, so your parents' house, is this where you usually go back to? 
Um, um, so, yes, uh, either I'm, I'm visiting my parents or I stay in a hotel or I will stay in one of my investment properties that are maybe at that moment uh, vacant, you know. So right. um, I do have um, a few investment properties in, uh, in Amsterdam. And um, yes, from time to time, you have uh, one vacant for one or two months. And, you know, if that falls in a period that I'm in Amsterdam, then I just stay there for a few nights and do my thing. And um, that's how I basically roll. That's how you roll, absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, so I, I, I gather that you don't have like possessions that you just carry with you. But for example, you've, you've earned a lot of awards and accolades, which um, include... 2007-2008 Liverpool FC Young Player of the Season and many more. So where who who keeps them all? They must be somewhere. Is it in your parents' yeah. house? Is that when one of your uh, investments yeah. happened? My, yeah, my my parents kept uh, most of the things in storage and and uh, the little things in their house. So yeah, they they my parents are the custodians of it. <laughs> I see, I see. Can't believe it's in storage. It must be on the Ryan Bubble room the special charades yeah no yeah they definitely, they definitely have, have, have uh things stored in in their in their little uh living rooms and, and you know but um for example i've also gathered a lot of jerseys over over the years and they you know they they keep those type of valuables in in storage <laughs> bless bless love it and so so you mentioned um waiting for your career to football career to be over before you maybe settle by a house have a family um because so I was as part of this podcast because it is about home life and it's about who you share this life with and who you live with and um it seems to be a big mystery um of um in terms of your romantic life so what can you tell me about that just between you and I <laughs> yeah so so it's 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 kind of those relationships that, um, um, that that you have that that, that are um, close to you, what what are they like? Um, I mean, um, I must say that over the years, um, I have had to really do um, a lot of soul searching for myself in terms of understanding what type of people I, I would want to have around me. Um, I, I became professional football player um, when I was 17 years of age. And when that Very happened, young. yeah, a whole, a whole different world opened up for me uh, at that age. And, um, you know, by becoming a football player, that comes with a lot of new people, a lot of new friends, um, a lot of people who want something from you. And in the beginning, it's nice. Um, you know, you, you do feel... It's flattering, perfect. isn't it? Yes, you know, and but it also drains you at one point, right? And and a lot of energies that you have to share with people. Uh, and I had to learn to deal with that um, a lot. And, you know, whether it was attention from women, whether it was, you know, guys who wanted to be my friends. Um, it was really, uh, it was really a journey for me trying to understand like, hey, okay, I do like to be in the spotlight, however, but I do not like to be mixed with those type of people, for example, right? Certain type of people. So um, I made a lot of mistakes. Um, however, um, today I feel like I think I know the right balance in um, what I 
what type of people I want to mix myself with. And um, yeah, I, I, I consider my group of people very small. Mm-hmm. Um, I have uh, three children. I have uh, Sonny's um, the oldest is 10 years and I have twins who are currently six years of age. Um, I was in a, yeah, a very long relationship with a mother. Um, right now we are in a very good situation. Um, uh, yeah, you know, being parents of, of three amazing children. Uh, but yeah, you know, I still consider her as, as someone who supports me and that I can uh, fall back on if necessary in terms of support. Um, um, you know, um, there's really no, um, how you say that, um, you know, those typical situations where two parents, uh, two adults cannot really get along uh, anymore. Right. Um, luckily, I don't have that. Um, and yeah, you know, from this point forward, um, um, right now, um, yeah, I'm, I'm focused on my career. Um, I, I, I met someone who I currently, you know, um, you know, get to know better. Right. Um, it's uh, it's uh, it's someone who doesn't live in the same country that that, that I am. So a long long distance yeah, relationship. Yeah. So it's mm. at the same time, even though it's not ideal, but you want to make sure that, um, yeah, you know, you get to know each other. Take time to get to know each other. Um, I feel like today society takes relationships um, too easy, too lightly. You know, mm. they 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 take steps very quick. Um, you know, um, of course, social media is, is, I feel like, a big part of that, you know, to show the people that they may be in a new situation or whatever. And uh, that can indirectly long term affect also the relationship, in my opinion, you know, like uh, people who want to share opinions or, uh, you know, want to mix in a relationship. And um, yeah, I feel like I'm very still very old school the way my parents talk to me. I feel like, you know, you really need to make sure before you introduce someone to your parents that you know definitely not sure that hey this is a per- someone right so right not like um every other year you bring some random girl and like hey this is my girlfriend today and today <laughs> yeah right so no that's that's not me that's not me so um yeah i'm really old school want to want to take my time with things and um, yeah that's how i move i love it so your parents have not met her yet no no. Okay. How, how long have you been doing all this long distance? Um, I think right now, a little bit over, almost a year. Wow. Almost a year. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's um, I think a lot of people, particularly now in the pandemic, just finding themselves relationship-wise in a similar situation and long distance, it's a real real challenge yeah. but at the same time the, yeah. the proof yeah. um and um where is she based is it do you reveal that which which other country um she is based overseas um overseas. in okay. the united states yeah. oh, amazing amazing you're planning to visit at any point uh hopefully in the summer hopefully in the summer when i have some time off so then um yeah you know we um you're going to see, um, yeah, you know, spend some time and, and have fun. Yeah, fingers crossed. It's um, it's all clear on the coronavirus side. What can we say? And um, and you mentioned your children. Um, right. You, you've got three. Are they twins? Um, boy and a girl. Uh, boys. All boys. boys. All boys. Oh wow. Yeah. 
So, father of three boys, um, what what are you like? What um, what would you like your boys to have? Which values do you want them to have from you? What what do you want them to learn from you? Um, I think um, yeah, you know, the values. Um, I think similar how how I am. You know, um, my my parents have um, have had raised me very strict. Um, you know, respect for elders. Um, uh, respect in general for everyone. Um, um, you know, the famous quote, uh, treat people how you want to be treated. Um, Beautiful, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, be nice, be kind, be nice, be genuine, be real, be authentic, and um, be polite. You know, um, I feel like um, the world definitely can use uh, a much more of those type of people and those type of energies and I definitely want to make sure that, uh, you know, my kids uh, understand and, and learn those type of values. 100%, 100%. And are they, are they all in, into football? Um, no, not really yet. Uh, the oldest is into football. Um, mm-hmm. One of the twins, they, they do like football. Um, but, you know, they're still so young. So you have to see. And right now, even also, everything shut down. They are not really able to play you know football outside with other people um so it's it's you have to see what what comes out of it that's right are, are they back in amsterdam or in turkey with they're you? actually also in istanbul in istanbul oh that's convenient yeah. at least you get yeah, to, to see them yeah. Yeah. yeah so um going back to the uh, um to kind of like the home situation and the uh, let's talk about house parties because you've certainly house. what house parties house parties yeah because whilst you you don't own the house, you certainly would have held a good house party. So who do you like to host for? And what does it take to be invited to the footballer's house party? Hmm. Um, to be honest, I never personally organized a house party before. Um, do you get a team to do that? Or do you just visit mostly? Um. Did I actually visit a footballer's house party? Um, I think in my in my climate, it's not so really it's not really obvious um, thing. Um, I know I know in the UK they they're doing that. Yeah, um, yeah. This is um, I, I thought. Well, you clearly you're proving to be very different in many aspects. Okay. Right. Very grounded, very you know, level-headed, right. uh, very humble, and right. uh, I like it. I like it, right? Yeah. No. I. I. Um. In terms of house parties, I don't really have a real experience with house parties. Um. I mean, I. I, I used to definitely, um, had nights out. You know, um, when I had my holidays, whether you know I visit um, uh, Miami or Los Angeles, you know. Um, the nightlife there is, 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 of course, very different from, from where, you know, I'm from. Um, Amsterdam has, has pretty good nightlife uh, by, uh, from time to time, depending on, on, on uh, you know, summer or winter. Um, uh, they do have festivals abroad and stuff. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I must say, I feel like a lot of, it, a lot of people, though, I think, because of now the, the pandemic, a lot of people have changed, you know, mm-hmm. they they definitely really lost a lot of interest for their old ways. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, right now, to be honest, um, 
and it's definitely I was definitely not the same person when I was um, 21 years of age, of course. But um, my interest is really, really now trying to um, build build a great company, uh, meet great people, um, meet interesting, smart, intelligent people who who can drag me with them up there. Um, mm. um, I'm, I'm really, I felt like in general, talking about money is, was always something that is, I felt like taboo, you know, like, it's like a, a subject that it's, people feel awkward to talk about it. Like, like, oh, you shouldn't talk about money or you shouldn't mm. ask people about what it means or how much you make or whatever. But yeah, it's actually, if you think about it, like you, you get confronted every day with that we are living in a really financial life. Like the, the moment you step out the door, everything costs money, you know? So if you don't understand how money works and, and, and what it does and, and, and how you can learn the tricks to make sure that you can um, be more intelligent with it, whether it's building a foundation or whether it's teaching your kids or other people about, you know, the, the, the good ways to, to, to use it. Mm-hmm. I feel like people are going to stay in this red race and, and going to be angry at the world or other people or, or the rich people or the wealthy people and, and or rules how things work with taxes and whatever. Yeah. But really you have the control to learn and understand how things work. And, and if you really understand, then you can, you have loopholes and, and tricks to legally do great things in the financial world and to get yourself in a different position. And my curiosity there came again, uh, what I said in the beginning is, is that, Hey, you know, why do football players re- uh, go bankrupt when they, mm-hmm. die, even though they make so much money. And um, I feel like, and I think for a lot of people, you know, when you read rich dad, poor dad, mm-hmm. it's an aha moment. Right. So it's like, Hey, it's not necessarily about, oh, you need to give people a lot of money for them to stay rich. No, it's like a poor mindset face, a rich mindset, right? And it's really what I just tried to explain. It's like knowing your what uh, uh, developing your financial IQ. And that's why, you know, a simple example is when you have people who have a poor mindset winning the lottery, yeah. they will go broke within a moment of time, you know? So just because they don't know how to deal with you know, so exactly, much money. Exactly. Oh. It's, it's, it's yeah. very, I, I like what you're saying and I like how philosophical you are about it because a lot of, um, a, a lot of peers, I mean, you did, you did mention the book, um, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is um, probably one of the most famous books about relationship with money and how to, yeah. um, h- how to develop it. And there's no, um, it's, there's no shame in having a good relationship funny there's a there's no shame in um understanding and loving to earn um because and equally to give so it's a give and take kind of relationship where you um when when it's not possessions that measure your wealth just possessions just wealthy items that you surround yourself with but it's um it's ultimately the mindset the wealthy mindset that you have and if um if you stay vain, if, if that's what wealth meant to you as a, yeah. um, as a successful um, sportsman, financial person, 
entrepreneur, business owner, so wherever you are, if all that means to you is the vain possessions, then yet um, the change may hit you hard if you don't have an opportunity to earn that much. Um, So it's truly admirational how you look at it. And and you're right in saying that it's also very important who you surround yourself with because you are only as good as people around you. And uh, if you if you surround yourself with like-minded people and you learn from them and it, it rubs off you their thinking, their mindsets, they do rub off you. Um, yeah. And they normalize the wealth and um, their own relationship with money for you. I, I absolutely right. want, want everyone to kind of like take this point on board and um, because it's needed, particularly now yeah. in the pandemic, but when a lot of people looked inside and valued what's going on inside themselves right valued the people that are around us like you said you've got your own little crew your tribe yeah. the, the, the world that's often used um and and, and that's enough so that's that's right. pretty cool that's pretty cool um and um and you you mentioned about um the uh, next step for yourself and that you preparing and obviously um, acquiring this financial education right now um, and that the music was out there but in terms of your company can you tell me a little bit more about it what are you building right now what's that empire that's in the making mm-hmm. right now so um, actually I'm working on a few different things but um, really um, like right now I think um, so I am working on a platform um, that is going to well the inspiration came from teaching my colleagues and athletes about uh you know financial literacy and investing in real estate um uh, most of these most of the athletes are i feel like lazy they don't really want to you know um work hard uh, yeah you know in terms of education um so i want to try and make a platform that makes it easy still educational, um, at the same time also cool. Um, yeah, you just want to make, make, make uh, that topic more cool and, and, and sexy so that people kind of um, are going to show interest in, oh, you know, they actually want to learn what it's all about, right? And um, yeah, and as I already, you know, took on this journey, I saw also a lot of normal people, you know, who are not athletes, um, uh, we're very interested so actually right now it's for everyone you know it's um, a platform and of course you know I know there are many gurus out there who are already have amazing platforms and I also still learn from those you know other gurus who have done it many times over yeah. already um, but yeah you know you're trying to pick and, and take a few ideas here and there and trying to you know put it in a mix and, and make it your own, make it your um, own yeah. I don't think um, there's a yeah uh, I mean, at least I don't know. Um, there's a football player out there who, who does that, so I think that could be something different. Very niche. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's my that's a company that I try to build now. Um, What's your platform to, called? Um, I think we're still trying to lock in the domain. I see. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but um, it it's definitely has to do something with real estate investing. So it will be in that type of space. Yeah. And I think, 
yeah, you know, we're going to talk about, of course, different types of ways how you can, um, yeah, start your journey. Also, I feel like a lot of people don't have the financial for it, want to understand because, you know, they are very easy to say always like, oh, you have money, so it's easy for you to go into real estate. But there's also a journey for people who don't necessarily have the financials yet to still get cracking in real estate, right? And then you have a piece of mm -hmm. uh, just financial literacy in general, and you have a piece that covers mindset because I feel like that's also definitely an important key to take action and 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 and, and to, to have courage. Um, yeah. You know, otherwise, yeah, you can educate and read books, but if you don't take action, you will still be where you're gonna be every day, right? So, um, yeah, part of of. So as a as a little a little teaser for people that don't have money, let's take mm. that um, that niche, and they want to make more. Um, having assumed they signed up to your platform, what is the number one action point you'd say should be? Um, so okay, so first I always say that um, there's always first that little bit of education and discipline that you need. So you have to invest in yourself first. Mm -hmm. You cannot skip that, right? Um, you have to try and convert your poor way of thinking, the way you have been programmed all your life. You have to try, erase that, and put some new software in your brain to understand what the new rules of money mean today, what mm -hmm. the new you know, uh, economics mean, and, and how the world is changing. So I feel like, once you understand and do that, I feel like you already, your eyes are already going to get opened and you're going to realize a lot of new different opportunities, right? Mm. Um, so just give a, a, a quick example, like you still have a lot of people um, like complaining about social media or seeing social media as something that you can just now leave out, out of the reality, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. simple, simple explanation is when you're at a table with a group of people and people are on their phones, you have always someone who says like, hey, well, you guys are boring, you guys are on your phone. Like, no, it's, it is what it is now. It is part of life. It is part of the daily routines. Like it's the, the, the mobile device is part of what we are today. Yeah. And I feel like, this thing is the great, greatest, one of the greatest invention of the yeah, last. And for the benefit of the listeners, you're showing your phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? So, so before this, there was a time where you had no mobile devices and then you had to pay for distribution or to even be heard. Yeah. Now, all, because of social media, a lot of things is free. You can really put content out and start yeah. something. Yeah. You, know, you just need an idea, you just need a plan, right? So really, you can figure it out easier. There are many blueprints out there, you know, um, that you can try and copy. Um, so that's why I feel like there's no real excuse anymore to not be able to change your situation around if you're really committed and understand, you know, if you have a little bit of mindset. So I'm going to, long story short, I'm going to kind of like, dive into those aspects a little bit because right. it's just the way you look at things like oh i never looked at it that way but now that i do i now see different opportunities clear 
Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know. And and um, um, you you've known to be an advanced user of social media platforms. So I mean, and, right. <laughs> and back. I mean, I've I've got to 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 say that you know the, the infamous um, situation back in 2011 when you were where the first you know although it got you into trouble when you um, posted on Twitter a um, Photoshop image of the referee wasn't it was it Howard right. Webb yeah into oh, the yeah. in a Manchester United shirt following Liverpool's 1-0 defeat to Man United in the FA Cup and sub- subsequently you were fined but you were that first footballer who started communicating with the fans through Twitter and I mean right. we, we met through the clubhouse which is um, absolutely evolutionary um, platform right now and picking yeah. up so fast and quickly and um, you're one of those people that hopped on it as soon as it opened. So what is your approach to social media now in terms of your message? Is it still a bit tongue in cheek and, um, and kind of like daring or you filtering it heavily and making sure how, how do you use the message that you put out? There? Yeah, um, I'm definitely more aware uh, and um, more strategic. Uh, about social media, I realized that I can now use the benefit of it, me still playing, trying to brand myself in different aspects, you know, um, so that people slowly getting used to me, not just being a football player. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, you know, uh, I feel like a lot of football players, you know, should do that. Uh, the thing is, once you retire, then your relevancy slowly fades. So right. if you then try to do stuff it's getting a little bit harder right uh, because people are going to move on and the platforms that you have had over the years were strictly just football fans right yeah so so yeah you know you want to slowly convert as many people into your other spaces where you're trying to develop yourself and, and to make sure that they stick around and that's now try, how i try to use social media um um, yeah, just to be more self-aware and, and make sure that I use the time correctly and wisely to make sure that I can, you know, brand other stuff. Because it, it, it's quite difficult, isn't it, to change the public perception of you. Once yeah. you, you're known for something, you know for something, you really are. Right. And uh, to change, and for you, you being such a diverse personality with so many different talents, you are a musician, and um, you, you're trying to succeed there, and and I'm, I have no doubt you will. Um, and you're also a property investor, and right. you've got this financial platform that you want to educate people and spread kind of this new um, importance of the new mindset about money. Those are three very different, very different messages. Do you use different social media platforms to communicate each one of them, or yeah? Do you okay? Actually, so which one? Which one do you do you think? Um, so Clubhouse. What, what, which one? Uh, which Ryan comes in there? Football and musician, uh, financial. Um, actually, everything mostly outside of football. Um, I actually tap into different rooms with different people depending yeah. on how I feel. Um, right now, mostly I'm I'm curious about. Um, I'm really spending a lot of time in, in the crypto uh, space in those type of rooms um, mm-hmm. who talk about Bitcoin and, and, and 
you know, the, their predictions of the future um, and how it's going to change the financial system and uh, etc. So I spend a lot of time in there. I also spend a lot of time in, in real estate house clubs um, to see and gather still information, learn from others on how they approach certain things. Um, and you also have these music rooms, right? Where you have a lot of creative people trying to share ideas and share their talent. And um, yeah, you know, uh, you have a lot of executives who are now also in this, in this space. So it's now very accessible, you know, you can reach out to people and I feel like uh, Clubhouse is a great platform to, to network uh, in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. So in, um, in terms of your, um, so you're on, obviously on Twitter, Instagram, um, are you on Facebook LinkedIn. and LinkedIn? LinkedIn. Um, I'm on TikTok. Um, I yeah. still not properly figured it out how I want to use TikTok. Right. Um, <laughs> but I do recognize the value of TikTok. So I definitely have to try and see if I can get some type of help and people who can help me with ideas on how to integrate TikTok in my uh, world. Um, yeah. But other than that, I'm on most platforms for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because actually TikTok, considering that it's generally um, quite young platform as in, in terms of the users, um, and this is where your financial platform comes, comes into play, understanding right. from young age the importance of you know, relationship with money, what we talked about. And I think that's a, not just from a fan, because obviously those people would probably be your fans as a footballer to start off yeah. with. So you ultimately have that credibility in their eyes or relatability or something yeah. they, they, they may be your um, devoted friends, fans as well. Um, but to start sliding in the importance of financial education in there. And I think um, there's kids, I'm saying kids, <laughs> 16 year old right. kids, they, start, they will start um, buying into the idea and hopefully it will um, definitely it will help them to change and or to have that fundamental start in life where the the right mindset is embedded 100 percent yeah so that would be yeah. cool um and um let's talk a little bit about your self-care routine so mm. going going back to beehive household environment so as any sportsman you of course have a tailored exercise recovery nutrition plan Talk us through them briefly. And what I'm interested to know is um, if you have any quirky things in your routine that are unique to you. Hmm. Um, I would think that my routines are pretty basic. Um, <laughs> what maybe. is basic for Ryan Bubble? <laughs> yeah. Probably not what uh, is basic for everyone else. <laughs> I think right now what, what, what has been uh, slightly ordinary right now is I guess my hair. Um, every two weeks I, I have to go to the barber and, and put the color back in, you know, so it's like, you know, cutting your hair. Um, is it different every time? No, no, I try to stay consistent. And um, right now, um, I don't know if it displayed well, but I like the color it. is I like orange. It. orange. Yeah. It's, orange. it's kind of like... Stuff. Toned down orange. Yeah. Exactly. Is it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
So um, this is right now my third color that I've had in the past year. So I started with red. Uh, after that, I had uh, pink and right now it's orange. But I, I've been consistent with the colors right. for uh, a period of times. And um, I guess that's ordinary when it comes to routine and self-care. Um, other than that, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I wear my colognes. Um, um, what about like something it. like massages and... Um, you know, what your um, exercise plan, what, what your morning yeah. routine is like? How do you start the day? Well, I mean, me as a football player, I mean, I'm training every day at, at the facility. So mostly all of the things are there. So, you know, we play twice a week. And in between those days, you have to try and recover as quick as possible. So, yeah, you know, you do some ice baths mm -hmm. after training sessions. And we do some treatment. Um, um, you know, I, I struggle with little, little pain. So... Yeah, I have a little bit more treatments than, than maybe a few of the younger players. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's that's how it is um, uh, in terms of eating. Uh, yeah, you want to make sure you drink enough water, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, on a daily basis. Um, yeah, you, you also want to make sure that, um, you know, in... in with, with football players, we need to try and build our carbs every time again, you know, so... We eat, we eat a lot of rice, we eat a lot of pastas, um, those type of ingredients to make sure that we have enough carbs and energies built before we start games. And um, that's not necessarily always, um, if you compare it to vegan plants or something like, you know, yeah. it's not necessarily healthy. Uh, but I think that is what is mostly required for athletes. Um, I'm sure right now you have nutrition plans that are maybe much more adapted um, but you also have to deal sometimes depending on where you live you know you not always have that access to those type of people and intelligence who can tell you to there are better ways for example to replace certain ingredients so I'm still in search of those type of people right uh, but yeah once I retire I definitely want to dive into it more to make sure that I'm not going to gain weight all of a sudden. You're you going to maintain your perfect physique, <laughs> right? I, I want to, yes. That's definitely one of my important goals to stick to. <laughs> Amazing, fab. And um, obviously one of the quirky things, you mentioned your your hair. And I remember the days when you had the, yeah, the bright red, red hair. Um, right. I think Liverpool days, you had that red as well and were matching the kind of like the jersey colours. And you were described as somewhere... Is a human laser point at distracting opponents long enough for them to let their guard down and allow you to capitalize on that <laughs> on the football field. Did I say that? No, there was someone else describing you like this. Oh, okay. Right. You're like okay. that human laser pointer. Right. With it. So just get people get quickly distracted and just, but that's enough right. for you to score. Right. Well, I mean, I quite like that. I yeah yeah no it's um no it's uh i feel like yeah it's it's recognizable um it um was a little bit cheeky of also thinking to to you know use it for a little bit of kind of marketing you know so that you stand out more yeah um but um yeah you know it's uh it's fun it worked and it suited you and it was a bit of fun so there you go but i, lo I love yeah. the i love the orange one as well thanks and uh, i mentioned to you that too but now as we um talked a little bit about football i just want to ask a couple of questions because i mentioned that my husband is a huge fan of liverpool fc and mm. uh, 
Um, so I have to ask this. I have to. So in 2007, right. obviously you were brought to the Liverpool um, Football Club by Rafael mm-hmm. Benitez, and yeah. um, after you helped the Netherlands win the 2007 Euro U21 Championship, mm-hmm. how did you find the transition back then, coming from your native Amsterdam to live in Liverpool? How was the cultural fit for you? Um, well, it was for me a big transition because um, back home in Amsterdam, um, I was still uh, living living home. Um, I never lived on myself yet. And, and then when I went to Liverpool, all of a sudden you're going abroad and you're going to live by yourself. So it was a big transition in, in terms of culture, in terms of um, the language. Um, Yes, it was English, but Liverpool, they mostly speak Scouse, so it was a, a, an accent, yes. of course. <laughs> so, yeah, all, all, I had to get used to, uh, to all those things, and, and, and me being 20 years of age, yeah, it was a new world, you know, you have to adapt, you have to try and adapt, and, and, and try to perform, and um, Dutch football, compared to English football, is also a massive difference, and um, also that needed some time for adaptation, and Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, it was uh, definitely a lot of new stuff for me to to cope with. What did you What did you like about Liverpool and your new life in Liverpool? Um, I felt like just the things, me being out my comfort zone, um, me being in a new world, meeting new people, uh, new culture, and I'm naturally pretty adventurous so yeah it was a challenge you know um, I, I i was excited and you fully accepted it yes raise the challenge <laughs> love it so still still in liverpool one more um what do you make of the team's current run of poor form on the back of yeah. winning the premier league is there a simple reason for this and what do you think Klopp should do differently right I mean, first of all, you, we definitely have to um, congratulate them of finally, you know, winning, you know, um, the Premier League title again after all these decades. I think, uh, you know, Liverpool was hunting that prize for so long. And, you know, um, mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm, I'm proud uh, on, on Liverpool Football Club, of course. And everyone knows that's definitely number one uh, rule and and knowing that after a very good season chances are the season after is is going to be difficult so i'm not 100 surprised right. however um, that doesn't necessarily is an excuse for not them doing well um you know they they've been coping with uh with, with injuries of course and and of course with the likes of Virgil van dijk who was, who was very important uh, in in the defense for them Um, you know, he, um, he is a big miss and, um, um, I'm sure, you know, they have other good players, but, you know, something had changed in, in the squad, you know, you, if you're used to playing with a certain type of player in the back and all of a sudden that player isn't there anymore, you, you now have to adapt to different players and, mm. uh, at the same time, because of their successful season, um, other teams want to be extra motivated against Liverpool. So there are a lot of details that brings, um, yeah, to the conclusion that it was going to be difficult for Liverpool. Um, 
So, you know, uh, that is football. Sometimes you have these seasons and um, I feel like if you're a real supporter, you, you also have to support during those times. And um, I'm sure Klopp, again, you know, uh, um, he will figure it out. He's a great manager. And um, if not, then, you know, he will next season definitely um, has new answers to make sure that, you know, they won't fall back in the same type of season. Yeah, fun answer. I love it. Absolutely. So I have um, final blitz questions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your top book recommendation that changed your mindset? So, yeah, number one, definitely Rich Dad Poor Dad uh, yep. by Robert Kiyosaki. Um, he has, after that, a few other um, uh, yeah, book series that follows. Um, yeah. So I definitely recommend that. Um, you have um, you have uh, a book called Tax Free Wealth, and tax free. Tax free, yeah. Tax-free by, Tom, by Tom Wheelwright. Um, that is basically Texas explained in normal language. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. That was a real eye-opener to me as well. Um, um, and when I, when I read that book, um, again, that was just, again, an aha moment for me to understand what Texas was all about. Because I think in general, if you think about Texas, you feel like it's something really, really complicated. Complicated and, and scary, yeah. Yeah, you know, but uh, Texas, Texas is actually, if you understand it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it can be fun actually also. Uh, right. you, you, you then also know the loopholes, how you can legally um, use the taxes to your advantage. Um, so, you know, there's definitely a book for me that's special. Um, and the third book, um, I would say, I would say, uh, Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost a motto. Sorry? Almost a motto. Think right. and grow rich, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Love it. And it's so, and all of them are so in line with what you're trying to achieve and the platform that you're trying to build. Um, and I'm certainly going to check out the tax-free wealth. I love what you said about it. Um, your household tasks that you outsource? My household task that I that you outsource, that you don't do yourself. So as we are in the home environment. Um, I think the number one thing that I am not doing is, um, I guess, cleaning my house. So I have- Do you cook yourself? I can cook. I'm not always cooking myself, um, but I can cook um, if necessary. but yeah, you know, I have a, I have a mate who, who helps me assisting in when I'm traveling or when I'm not away, she makes sure my place is fine. And um, sometimes she assists me also in, in making sure that I have meals on the table. So, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. So come on, speaking of the meals, your favorite meal of the day and why? My favorite meal of the day is breakfast. Um, oh, I don't know so is mine. why, but... <laughs> yeah. You've got to give us a reason. Like, Think about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like I like I like 
I like I'm a bread eater. I like bread. I, uh, I, I figured bread. you love carbs. <laughs> I guess you have to I love guess. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know the the different uh, solutions and options you 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 can have with bread. Um, I feel that makes breakfast always exciting. Um, What's your favorite breakfast and, uh, choice? Let's say in the restaurant, what would I you would go for? Say, I would say um, um, like a toast mm -hmm. with avocado, uh, mesh avocado and fried egg. Uh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Very and, nice. Uh, with, uh, adding a cappuccino to that. So then you have the basics and then depending, sometimes you switch it up a little bit with other things. And, yeah. But that, um, yeah, you know. Cappuccino, love it. What's your top choice for a famous house guest? My top jo choice for a famous house guest. Yeah, um, and it can be someone contemporary, can be historic figure. Um, yeah. Who would that be? Um, I think um, I think Barack Obama impressed me uh, a lot um, since I, you know. I was able to see how he dealt with his presidency and uh, um, he seems to me like a very um, charismatic person, uh, you know, a nice person in terms of how he mm. deals with people. And um, so I think he can definitely be an interesting house guest. 100%. Have you met him? Never. 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 Hopefully one day. Yeah. Hopefully one day. His, um, his yeah. new book came out. I've not read it yet. Um, okay. But um, it's out there now. It's worth checking right. out. And your dream house and location. And this is so relevant mm. because you haven't got a house. So let's yeah. let's dream. Let's dream big. What's your favorite? Where, where, where's the um, what your dream house is like and the location of it? Um, location is difficult, but I feel like closer to I, your girlfriend in the US. Well, yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> would she be willing maybe, to move? Maybe I convince her of moving, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, in terms of location, I haven't figured that out yet, but ideally you want to have, you want to have a house without neighbors who are able to look into your space garden or whatever. Right. So right. I feel like, a house with a little bit of land. Um, with a lot of privacy. Or, sorry? With a lot of privacy. Um, yeah, I mm -hmm. think that's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, privacy is important. You want to feel safe, of course. Um, um, and yeah, you know, um, you want to have space. Uh, I like uh, in terms of uh, design. I'm, I'm a modern type of person, so I definitely would have a modern type of you know furniture decorated um, um but yeah you know i am i leave it up to professionals who will have to give me inspiration of you know putting ideas on the table so i i definitely have time to do that over the years hopefully but um, well ryan um you know for your record i am an interior designer so bear that in mind <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, um, beautiful. But in terms of this setting, is it um, buzzy city life or a bit 
so you, you mentioned the land, but is it just on the outskirts of the city so that you had proximity to, um, you know, a bit of a active life or you prefer something completely rural? rural. A lot of guests of mine um, seeing themselves living by the coast, by the sea, somewhere by the water, some visualize a mountain. What, where, what's that setting yeah. for you? I think it's maybe somewhere in between all of those things because I do like <laughs> life, you know, I, I, I like to be around people, uh, fun people, interesting people. I like to have access real quick if you want to go out of your environment and eat somewhere, you know, I want, yeah. I want that to be easy. I don't want to travel one hour to go into a city and then you're exhausted and then you have to go travel an hour back. So there's always private jets. No, I'm, t- I'm talking in terms of normal traffic. Right? Helicopter. So, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy uh, yeah. Well, you know, you never know. But, you never um, know. Exactly. Yeah, no, I feel like uh, little little bits of, of everything. You want to make sure that you're close and, and, and that traveling is not going to, you know. Absolutely love it. Well, look, it's, it's been my absolute pleasure having you on my podcast and having this conversation. And you're certainly breaking the stigmas of um, what sportsmen um, people are like. And you certainly have very ambitious plans. And I love how you lay things and how you understand it from very early age, actually. It's not just now that you started working towards building these platforms. It's those seeds have appeared, you know, in your early 20s. And now you're ready to prosper in completely different areas. You're not... You don't fear the change. You don't fear the, um, you, you, you're not a um, hoarder of the wealth and yeah. in terms of what it, um, what it represents for you. I like your philosophy and I like how humble you are. I love how down to earth you are. And uh, I thought I will get some crazy house party stories and the wildlife, oh, no. but you are just exactly, you know, how, 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 we like it to be and um, right. well done you well done for saying a being a bigger person well done for being so um so mature for your age as well you're only, you. you're Thanks. only 34 but um definitely right. <laughs> definitely a great role model for younger generation as well as um, our generation so um good luck to you all the best with um with everything that you have in mind I will certainly yes. now, uh, as we are, we, we have connected and um, made, made friends. I'll, I'll put it straight out there: made friends. Yeah. I will absolutely right. um, keep um, keep following you, your social media journey, and um, hopefully we'll we'll meet up one day as well. But um, yes. once you have your new platform links and domain secured, please share them with me, and I'll put it yeah. in the podcast as well. For, for the listeners to to have that reference point and to connect to you as well so thank okay. you so much it was absolute pleasure chatting to you thanks for your time thank you so much. yes thank you so much and uh, definitely we keep in touch 100 thanks yes. Ryan. Right. have a good rest Cheers. of the day and see you in the clubhouse yes for sure <laughs> bye 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 Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beehive Household Podcast. Please don't forget to like, leave your review and share with your friends and family. For more information on the design services we offer, visit our website www.natalialloydinteriors.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook under Natalia Lloyd Interiors as well as LinkedIn. 
Bye now till the next episode. Look after yourselves and your loved ones. <laughs>